everyone. Welcome back to Getting to Know You. Um, our guest this week is the new deacon at St. Sebastian's, uh, Deacon Jim Mathias. Uh, deacon Jim, how are you? I'm doing well. Good, good. Thanks so much for uh, thanks so much for talking to us today. We appreciate it. I we know that I know that you're busy, uh, and I know that you just got home from work. Uh, tell us a little bit. What what do you what do you do? Uh, I'm an operations manager for Pro Life Wisconsin. Okay. So it's a nonprofit, and we work to save uh, lives from the womb to the tomb. That's what we good. say. Very good. Well, it's it sounds like uh, your your the mission that you live is uh, fluid through all 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 aspects of your life. Then I'm blessed to be in a nonprofit like that. Sure. That's very good. Um, okay, so I'm going to ask you. My first question is basically just that. Uh, tell us a little bit about you. I know that you have some history with Sebs, but as far as your official role as deacon, you're newer than I am uh, to, to St. Sebastian's, but you have a history with Sebs. Tell us a little bit about you and uh, maybe something uh, people don't know about you too. Well, I've been ordained a deacon for two years and I, my first two years were out at St. Dominic, but I had always told the archbishop that I was open to moving if there was a parish that needed a deacon especially if it was one on the inner city or close to the inner city. And uh, he came back to me and said, here's uh, four choices. And uh, one of them was St. Sebastian's. And I sat down with Father Peter, Patrick, and uh, never went to the other three. So I was, we hit it off. I love St. Sebastian's. I used to coach here. I coached here for 28 years. Uh, so I'm very familiar with the gym, not that familiar with the church. I was never a parishioner. Something that people may not know is uh, when I was at Wauwatosa East, uh, as a senior, I was dating a junior, and she was on the basketball team. And so I would go to her games, but and believe it or not, as a basketball coach, I found girls' basketball to be somewhat less than entertaining. <laughs> that changed now, of course. Now, uh, once they had a good coach, then uh, it really made <laughs> the game a lot better. Good. But... Uh, we decided that we would have a couple of my friends or whatever come and we actually started a pep band. And now this was back in the seventies and really parents weren't even attending games all that much. So for this girl's team to have a small pep band, sometimes it was two or three. Sometimes we had as many as 10. Sometimes the coach thought we were maybe distracting. Uh, we had a good time and the games went faster by playing but the girls advanced and they went from the regionals to the sectionals. They actually went to state. So when they went to state, then everybody wanted to, to come to the games and the, the girls basketball team voted to not have the cheerleaders all of a sudden show up to go to state and not have the full pep band. So when we were at state and that was at Madison, uh, there was full pep bands and there was, you know, cheerleaders. And here was this ragtag bunch that I was leading uh, uh, at state and the girls did okay. They didn't win state that year, but the good news out of it is that I ended up marrying the girl. Uh, it's Rhonda and we've been married now for over 40 years. That's a good story. What, um, when you, when you did the pep band, did you, so do you play an instrument? Yeah, I played trumpet. Oh, you're a trumpet player. Excellent. I that, am. Uh, that was a good move. It was. It turned out really good. <laughs> Very good. Um, 
Uh, thank you. That that gives us good insight. Um, this, the second thing I always like to ask people is, uh, tell us a little bit about your faith. Maybe you can talk about your uh, diaconate call a little bit. And then the second part of that would be, um, now that you've accepted this call to serve at St. Sebastian's, what are some of the things, I've seen you at Mass, obviously, but what are some other things that you might be doing uh, in your role as deacon at St. Sebastian's? Well, in a nutshell, I mean, I was doing all the obligatory stuff. I was going to Mass. I had three sons. I was making sure that they were getting you know, their faith education. I was doing everything that we were supposed to. But there came a point, oh, probably 10, maybe 12 years ago, I just felt there was more to it. Mm -hmm. And whether it was being a basketball coach, which was, you know, it's community service, and it was something that I was doing and I really enjoyed, but I felt there was maybe a deeper calling. And um, there was things I wanted to do. And all of a sudden, I, I was a print salesman for many years. And one of my best customers suggested or asked me if I had ever considered being a deacon. And I really had not considered being a deacon. I, we had one out at St. Dominic, but I didn't really know what he did. A lot of people don't know what deacons do. They think they're just big altar boys. <laughs> um, so he started explaining it to me and I found out that he was a deacon in Minneapolis and uh, he did things like uh, he worked with the police he was a police chaplain so he started telling me things that he did there and how he was in the food pantries and doing things with people and it was very interesting and he kept sending me links to my own diocese uh, the Arch Mill sites about the diaconate and so it wasn't like it happened overnight we worked on this for a long time and as a customer there's two things you don't talk about politics and religion right and we were spending a long time on the phone talking religion and so um it finally came where i talked to the pastor and we decided you know what let's find out if i go into this and after one semester i don't like it or they don't like me i'm still one semester better off and pretty soon it was two semesters, three semesters, six semesters, 12 semesters, and I was being ordained. Mm. Um, so it, it didn't strike me as a lightning bolt. It wasn't like, oh, I got to be a deacon. It really was the voice of others talking to me, God speaking through others. And I had to you know, make some sacrifices. I gave up basketball, which I really enjoyed. I loved working with the, the, the children from Sebs. And working their parents. I mean, their parents were great. I know a lot of them are still involved with uh, St. Seb's, but this is different. So, and as soon as you start turning it over, as soon as you let that door open a crack, <laughs> God is going to make sure that door is open. So he's been giving me a whole lot of things that I never expected to do. Um, I started volunteering uh, in hospice. And I went home one night and I said to my wife, I said, you know, I never thought I could do hospice work. That's really tough. And I said, but you know what? At least it's not jail ministry. That's something I could never do. And I swear, within a week, a guy approached me and said, we need somebody to do jail ministry. And this was before I was a deacon. It was while I was in formation. And so I've been doing jail ministry. I haven't been doing it since COVID. But out in Waukesha, we would go in and hold a service every Monday night. And that led to doing other things. Um, and now I work with St. Coletta's, not the one at St. Sebastian's, but there's one out in, uh, in Brookfield. And I also work with the Carmelites over 
uh, in their, their home for the women with intellectual disabilities. I'll go in and do a Bible study with them. Wow. And that's been fabulous. I do a lot of work with the Special Olympics. I love that work. Wow. And, and these are, it sounds like these are just, uh, again, like your diaconal ministry, it was like you just kept accepting the call. And, and the other important part is that what I heard you say is it's not that lightning bolt. It sometimes is the, is the continued openness to, be, to see where God's leading you. Yeah. When you hear about the prophets like Jeremiah and some of these other ones that are saying like, why me, Lord? Why are you calling me? What are you talking about? Right. Uh, there's certainly a fair amount of that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well you definitely have a, a, a full resume of ministry experience. Uh, we're, we're definitely blessed to have you. Uh, what kinds of things do you think you'll be doing at SEPS? Well, Father and I are still working on that. Um, and I'm learning to... Who, who does what at St. Seb's? I mean, I, I watched your interview with Margaret Lee. I found it fascinating. I, I definitely want to get in touch with her and talk to her and see if there's a thing I can do to help her. Um, currently, there'll be things um, assisting at Mass, obviously, but then baptisms uh, outside of Mass would be something I could do. Weddings away from church, or maybe there'll be some weddings that Father won't be available for and those are ones that I could do. Um, I'm open to ideas. I know I've been talking to Mike Kaminsky a little bit. I wouldn't mind helping at the school in some manner. Um, there's Wonderful. a lot of possibilities, and yeah, I'm a, a guy who really doesn't know how to say no. <laughs> but uh, it's good. So you're still in discernment with Father Peter Patrick, but every deacon makes a covenant, right? Is this, Correct. Right, with, with the parish that they're serving in, where you kind of lay out those things. So, it's, so, so everybody that's watching this, know that Deacon Jim hasn't uh, solidified everything yet, so get your requests in. <laughs> that's right so typically like when I was in formation we would start talking about the covenant even like a year before ordination because my pastor and I we would start talking well what do you think you're going to do what do you want to do well in this situation I really don't know much about Seb's uh, pastorally so they have given me six months for father and I to work out our agreement our covenant and the covenant is an agreement of what I'm supposed to do in a month and typically for a person who's still working full time, those hours would be somewhere between 25 to 30 hours a, a month, including assisting at mass. So it, it really is kind of limited, but I usually go over the covenant, but I'm not supposed to, and father's not supposed to, you know, make it 50 hours or something unbearable. Right. So it's, I love serving as people. I love working within the church. Uh, even the tough things, uh, taking communion to people who are in their final hours. Um, it's great. It's a, it's a good reminder, though. Uh, you, you're different than me. I get paid to, to serve at St. Sebastian's, and you're different than, than Father Peter Patrick, who is ordained um, and, and, and called to full-time ministry. That's why I asked you about your job at the beginning, because you have this whole other responsibility uh, to your family and to your, your work, and then you... you uh, out of out of out of your your generous heart you you do this de deacon service uh, in addition so i don't know if everyone knows that and i think it's an important uh, um, amazing witness so thanks you're welcome but it's a joy good 
Um, my last question for you is, is, is an open question. Just uh, what, are, what do you hope for for the future, whether that's in your ministry at SEBS or uh, what, you, what you hope for the whole world? Uh, open question to you. Well, I mean, I think we need to, there's so many things that are global, uh, but there's so many things within our reach that we can be involved in. And I'd like our parish to be more of a destination place, a place where people can go and, and increase their faith, feel comfortable, feel safe. Uh, I'd love to, one of the things, uh, we didn't do a whole lot of it at St. Dominic's, but I was pushing for more of it, because a deacon is also capable of doing blessings. And I loved, I've done them a, a couple of times where it blessings for the unborn. So someone who is pregnant uh, to come and get a blessing. It's not a baptism, but, you know, it just helps to have that. And Can't hurt. Women, I've had, had a couple of people tell me that it's been very moving. Yeah. And the same thing is a blessing for engaged couples. Um, house blessings. It's kind of a lost art. So I've done a couple of those. And those have always turned out to be really good. It doesn't require you to clean the whole house. Um, it doesn't require I'm going to be there for a meal or I'm going to be there for two hours. Usually you can be in and out in about 15 minutes. And it's a lost art. Priests used to do it all the time. And I'd be glad to do that. Uh, be involved with however Father wants me to be involved and, and see how the, the principal might be able to utilize my services too. I have a job that, yes, it is full time, but they're very forgiving. So if there's a funeral or if there's something that they need me to get away for an hour or two, I can do it. Good. So I'm, I'm, it's another blessing right there. Yeah. Uh, speaking of blessings, I, I just I loved hearing what you said about blessings. I, who, who could not use more blessings uh, in our lives? So the, the fact that you're so willing and open to that and uh, the fact that you're able to do that is just a, a huge blessing. So, uh, so hope for the future is lots of blessings. There is. And the other thing that I was involved in a lot at, at St. Dominic's was men's groups. So we did That Man Is You. Yeah. Obviously, uh, I'm also a Knight of Columbus. So I don't think we have a chapter here at St. Seb's, but that's something you know, people felt they wanted to do that. And then there's Bible study, too. There was things that, you know, I didn't always run it, but they would bring in a Scott Hahn uh, presentation that would go several weeks or they would do something else with you know, somebody else. And those were always fascinating. And you can always learn. We're all being formed. Absolutely. And I think that that might be a good opportunity for you and I to collaborate because um, I've got a lot of ideas for different uh, Bible studies and small groups and COVID is throwing a wrench in all of that, of course. But uh, when the time is right, uh, I, I hope to partner with you and find some opportunities. I'd love to do that. Yeah, good. Hey, Deacon Jim, thank you so much. I appreciate uh, your generous uh, spirit uh, in all of your ministry, but especially in this uh, few minutes that we've had for this interview. So thank you. And, and as someone, it's going to continue uh, blessing our parish, uh, blessings to you also. I would say that St. Seb's has been very welcoming, but it's been very difficult with the mass for me to really spend any time with anybody or get to know anybody. So I'm looking forward to that day too. Good. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. A hope for the future is that we can gather again uh, and enjoy each other's company, right? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Have a, have a wonderful evening, and uh, uh, thank you so much. Blessings on your journey. All right. Take care. Thanks.